Welcome to the Teardrop Podcast. It's your DJ host, Travi Trav. I'm here with Hobby Lobby Hobby. We are the Teardrop Podcast. Yes, yeah, about basketball, b-ball, hooping and swooping. You know what it is. All right, I guess we're doing a new intro here, guys. Uh, my name's Hobby. Welcome back to the second episode of the Teardrop Podcast. I'm here with, of course, Travis, DJ yes. Travi Trav. Yes, yes. Um, we're here. We have a pretty fun episode for you tonight. We are going to be talking about uh, trades. We wanted, These are going to be trades that we have just heard rumors about that we want to see go down that will make both teams better or make sense for both teams. And we're also going to break down who we think is going to make the All-Star game. We're going to give you about uh, how many people do you want to give? 12? Let's people? give our starting lineups. Starting lineups. And let's give our deserving bench. Uh, seven players on each side. All right, sounds good. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, you want to start off by your trade dying line or your trades or mine? Uh, or just one by one. We can do your. You you say one first. All right, sounds good. Um, one of the first trades I have is, I have D Rose to Philly. That's a trade rumor that I heard um, a couple days ago by it wasn't Woj it was I think Windhorse. And um, he was saying how Derrick Rose has some attention from both the Lakers and Philadelphia. Um, I'm not really seeing it from the Lakers side. Of course, the Lakers are always in contention because they have LeBron to get that one guy at the trade deadline. But I think D. Rose would help Philly a lot more than he would be in the Lakers. Um, the F- Philly's already a pretty good East team. Um, they have potential to go to the finals, but their bench is trash. We talked about that last episode. They yeah. really have no bench, no depth. Um, I think adding D. Rose to that would help a lot, especially um, when Ben Simmons is on the bench. Uh, once Ben Simmons and Al Horford are on the bench, their offensive rating goes down drastically. Yeah. So I think D. Rose could be that spark off the bench, how he's kind of doing in Detroit. Um, still giving up about 18 points a game. Not bad for Derrick Rose. And that's just a move that I would love to see happen. Yeah, that's a good pick because I think that would honestly change the whole dynamic with the Sixers. And like you said, Ben Simmons, as the starting point guard, when he's not out there, they don't have that much of a facilitator. Mm-hmm. D. Rose has now came back and sort of rejuvenated his whole entire career. I mean, he's not prime D. Rose anymore, yeah. but he's a very, very solid player. And I think he would fit very well because he'd be cheap. Also, yeah, exactly. his contract is a uh, huge contract. The only issue, though, is that I just recently read, though, he made a quote saying that how he wants to stay in Detroit really, really bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't just, see that. I just saw it was a day or two ago um, that was posted, and he was saying how much he wants to stay in Detroit. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but as far as making sense for the Sixers and making sense for D-Rose to get close to winning a championship, I think it makes sense. So I think that's a solid pick. I think it's a solid... I think I would like to see that happen, actually. Mm-hmm. I would like to see D. Rose go to the Sixers. I just want to see him win again. I want to see him back in the playoffs. Um, and that's not going to happen here in Detroit. Detroit's pretty Hell ugly team. To yeah. No, <laughs> Detroit is on a complete dishufflement of mm-hmm. just a team. Blake Griffin's hurt, and Blake Griffin hasn't been the same for the past few seasons yeah. since his prior injuries a few years ago. And. Literally, they D Rose. He's coming. He's actually coming off the bench, isn't he? Yeah, he no. Uh, I think they have Reggie. Uh, they flip flop it. It's not like a consistent role for him. Uh, him and Reggie Jackson flip from time to time. Reggie Jackson is currently hurt, so I think he's starting right now. Yeah, no, but that's cool. Yeah, it's. I don't know. That's just a pick that I'd really love to see, and I just want to see the Sixers win. So yeah. 
Let's go ahead and start I thought you want to see the DOS Mavericks one. Of course, but we'll, we'll give it a couple years. Don't worry. <laughs> two years from now, it's, all, it's only going to be the Mavericks. So. Um, uh, the first one I'll bring to the table is the talks of the Miami Heat and the talks of the San Antonio I Spurs. I knew it. <laughs> I had to do this one first. Why? We're in San Antonio. I'm a Spurs fan. I want to see... Some things happen. Some improvements happen. Even though they have been winning more often recently, mm-hmm. I want to see some more improvements. Uh, what I've been hearing is not exactly that like interesting. Yeah. Because what I'm hearing is is that it's probably going to be if it happens, Lamarcus Aldridge, who would be going to the Heat, and then we would be receiving at the best player out of it was like Kendrick Nunn, who yeah. is solid. But the Spurs have a kajillion guards. Exactly. We don't need another guard. We have a bunch of solid guards, so I don't know if that would make sense. Personally, I would love to pick up Bam Adebayo. How do you say his last name? Adebayo, yeah. Adebayo. Yeah, that guy would be an improvement for the Spurs. But no, the Miami Heat's not going to give him up. Yeah. Of course not. And LaMarcus Aldridge's contract is so huge and expensive that... It just wouldn't make any sense. And he's also on the downhill of his career. He's older. Yeah. So, um, that is that, but that is the rumor that I wanted to bring to the table first because that's the only real Spurs rumor that I've really been hearing as a recent. I've really mm-hmm. hearing anything else. I think the Spurs probably been trying to get rid of either DeRozan or Aldridge this whole season. But I think play, uh, teams aren't interested, especially in Aldridge because he's an older guy. Well, DeRozan's making a case right now. He's been on fire about yes. the past month. Um, yes. If I'm a team, I would go ahead and take that chance. I know he does have a player option too, so it, it could be a rental. But then again, it could be like an actual piece for a championship team. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him end up in Minnesota. I think that'd be. I don't know how y'all yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, DeRozan. Yeah, I don't know how y'all guys would pull those strings, but. Uh, no, who do we get though? Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> uh, I think I'd rather have DeRozan than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He's I think a so. Player. Yeah. Now, if we were like saying like, I'm not even that big a fan of Carlton Towns, but I mean. Oh, there's no way you would get Carlton no, Towns. But I don't even know if I would want Towns, and I think about it. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want him. Yeah. I don't know if I want Towns. He shoots too many threes. He went for like one for seven the other night, and I was just like, Towns, like get on the block. But he's still Carl Anthony Towns. He is still one of the. Never he he the may playoffs. be the best Carl center. Towns. He's on the Timberwolves. Can you blame him? Uh, they've had like, how many seasons now? Have you no, heard no, before they the made season? the playoffs. They made it at the AC once with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Who now is gonna? Who's leading the Miami Heat to? Uh, what their third, second ranked team like Jimmy yeah. Butler. Jimmy Butler's a game changer, even though he's not like a huge stat filler. Like the dude is a solid leader, so I see why they made it to the playoffs. But they had a bunch of like problems. Yeah, I when he left, like him and Towns do not like each other. Yeah, um, I love Jimmy Butler though. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so that was mine. Uh, there's not much else going on with the Spurs, so I had to bring that one to the table. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I really <laughs> don't know who we would get. It's like I would want to get Jimmy Butler, but there's no way I'm going to get oh, Jimmy yeah, Butler. No I would want to get uh, Bam. There's no way we're going to get Bam. So it's just like uh, y'all's best thing is going to be like Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn. It's a bunch of guards. Yeah, it's like Jones already, Jr. We already have so many guards, but yeah. yeah anyway, so all right, we'll, we'll go here to my second one. I also saw. I don't know why the Lakers are doing this, but I've heard that they've been in talks about possibly trading Kyle Kuzma. I don't see it happening. Uh But if he were to get moved, again, it's with Minnesota. I think 
uh, Minnesota is that I had him in making the playoffs last time when we were talking about who's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I still believe that. But I do think that they're one more piece away. Um, I've heard them in talks with the Knicks about Dennis Smith Jr. I've heard them in talks with the Lakers about trying to get Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I don't know who the Lakers would probably give. It would probably or get. It would probably have to be like Robert Covington or something. But um, he's a solid player. He is, and I think he fits like that. What LeBron expects, he wants a three and D guy. But I think Kuzma, if he were to be on his own, not his own team, but like if he were to go to Minnesota and he had more of a bigger scoring role than what he does already here on LA, he would be a really good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know about an All Star. But he would be a really good player, a really good go-to option. Um, the only thing, yeah, yeah, the only thing that would scare me is that Minnesota would be all offense. Yeah, I have no defense. Yeah, <laughs> Kuzma all offense, Wiggins all offense, Cat. Yeah, he yeah, he's offense. <laughs> offense he's, he's offense. offense. Yeah. His defense is kind of just average, I'd say. Yeah. So um, that that is a trade though. I do want to see one of these teams that we just mentioned make a home run during the. Trade deadline. I want some action. I want it to be interesting this off season or this um February season ish like trade deadline. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be one right there. The Lakers getting a new guy and giving up Kuzma, who I don't even think Laker fans would actually want to give up. I think he's still a fan favorite there in L. A. He's one of the only pieces that they had from their young core. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know if they'll pull that trade, but it, I've I've heard a couple rumors saying that it's a possibility. Yeah, I think it would be very smart if the Lakers did a trade to get rid of Kuzma to get a person like mm-hmm. um, who who is what was his name off the Minnesota Timberwolves that you said Covington Covington yes. Covington that'd be a solid switch because yes. Covington is a much better defender than Kuzma. He knows his role and he is just a three. He's a, he literally like you said three D guy. That is a major fit, better fit, I think, than having. Even though Kuzma is a better player, mm-hmm. it's about how players fit. And so if they want to win, I think having a lineup of like, you know, if you have like Dwight Howard, AD, Covington, Danny Green, LeBron, you yeah. can also have another lineup of Covington at the four, AD at the five, uh, LeBron, Avery Bradley. I mean, you, you could have course, so yeah. many diverse lineups and it would be a better defensive version. Because mm-hmm. really, Kuzma's main thing is his offense, and the Lakers already have quite a bit of offense. Yeah. Um, especially when Davis is completely healthy, which he just came back recently. So, yeah. It's a, it's a good pick. And who's your second? I have so many, but I'm just I'm trying to narrow it down. I think the one that I would like to talk about next is... Well, this one kind of caught me off guard, but it makes a little bit of sense, is I heard Stephen Adams mm-hmm. from Montrose Herald. Ooh, that is a new one. I have not heard that one. Yeah. Um, that that one's interesting on both sides, actually. Yeah. Ooh, that that one's hard. I don't know who I would rather have if I was. I know. I know. That's the, why I wanted to bring it to the table. They're, they're I saw pretty. It, I was like, Shit. Yeah, they're pretty similar in age. I know Stephen Adams twenty six. How old is Montrez? Do you know off the top of your head? Like twenty four. He's like only he's only been in the league for like four or five years. Yeah. So. He's 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 probably like twenty four, twenty five, and um, both of them they bring to the table. They're those energy guys. Um, fan favorites. I don't. I don't think either team would be happy to let one of them go willingly. But then they would also be happy to get the other one because it's like. Oh yeah. They they essentially are doing the same thing, but in different. They they have their strengths. Yeah. And so, for instance, like Montrez, I would say, is um better pick and roll person. Mm-hmm. Even though Adams is a very pick and roll person, Adams is a better rebounder for sure. Yeah. I would say Adams is a better defender. Uh, he's bigger than Montrez. 
and he protects the paint better. Montrez is a better, uh, he's a faster defender, mm-hmm. so he can kind of be switched on to someone and not get burned. Yeah. Um, I think Montrez has a better motor, but at the same time, Adams is a literal ox. Yeah. Like he is, he's, he's a beast. So like, he, you, you're going to get hustle from both of them, but just in different ways. Um, I think if I had to look at the Clippers and I had to look at them, of what they truly are missing is rim protection. Yeah, that is true. Uh, even though Montrez is a good defender, he's not the best rim protector. He's, he's not, undersized. He's not the best rebounder either. And he's not I've the best seen. rebounder. Steven Adams is both of those. Um, Steven Adams isn't going to score as much as Montrez. Montrez is averaging, what, almost 18 points a game? 19. Boston yeah. Montrez 19 points. Yeah, so Montrez could score. That's no. There's no question about that. But What's he Adams did, averaging? That's um, I believe he is averaging... Like 15 or like, something? No, I think it's 12 or 14. Let's see. Oh, he's not even on here. Mm-hmm. I do know he's averaging more rebounds. And I don't think Adams averages like a whole lot of blocks. Yeah. But I do know he make, he disrupts a lot of shots just yeah. because of his size. He really does. So that that alone like is what really matters. Um, yeah, I'm not finding him right here. So. Oh, oh, wait, I see Adams him. right here. He is averaging 11 points per game. Yeah. 11 points. 9.7. And about, is that six? No, that's Phil's. But yeah, so about 11 and 9, which on paper doesn't sound bad, but it's it's more, uh, you, you once you actually watch Thunder games or once you actually see him in action, you see that he's a lot more valuable than just that. Here's what really matters. Where, where is he at? Let's look at his offensive rebounds. That's really what matters as a big man. Right there, Steven Adams. 3.5 offensive rebounds. Yeah. That is what matters. So that is that is the indicator of someone that's a good rebounder. Is you kind of like rebounds nowadays you can get mm-hmm. kind of you can get there's kind of like fake good rebounders. You know, yeah. it's like like there's people that will get like eight, nine, ten rebounds, but it's a lot of defensive rebounds, which those are important. Yeah. But really, if you look at a guy, let's say it averages like ten rebounds, mm-hmm. but they average three or four offensive rebounds, and another guy averages ten, they only get one, I'm going with the guy that gets the more <laughs> offensive rebounds because that dude's hustling to try to get putbacks and kick it out to players for second chances. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, so that, that was my second pick. I think it's interesting because it's something that I was not expecting, but at the same time, like, it could be a move that could help out both teams. Yeah. Uh, I think Montrez playing with Chris Paul. Oh yeah. Could that, you imagine that, that? Yeah, that would be a pretty interesting duo. I think he'd be. I think he'd think his points would go up to probably like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, easily, easily. So, I think he'd be a lot more. He'd be a way bigger lob threat than what he is already now. Yeah. Um, that that'd be a pretty interesting trade. And again, I was thrown off with that. That's the first time I've really heard it. Yep. Um, on my third one. I was going to go ahead and say Russell to Minnesota, but... That, uh, Russell Westbrook. No, Russell... Um, D'Angelo Russell, sorry. Oh. But um, I feel like I already talked about the Minnesota Timberwolves too much. Mm-hmm. So I will go with a lesser one that no one's really talking about but could really make a big impact. It's going to be Dennis Schroeder to the Suns. I think um, Dennis Schroeder, he... OKC already has enough guards. OKC has... Chris Paul, Shai Gilgis, and um, Dennis Schroeder. Too many point guards. Yes, too many point guards. I agree. 
And I think just giving up one of them and getting possibly not I wouldn't say a first round pick for Schroeder, but especially from the Suns, the Suns aren't gonna be that great this season. But um he is a building block and he could be he's still super young. He is only about twenty six years old. And he could still um be that spark off the bench that the Suns really need. I know right now their starting point guard's rookie Rubio, which isn't bad. But do you want that to be your starting point guard for the future? I know Ricky Rubio is getting up there in age. I think he's, what, 28, 29? He's around that age. Um, and I yeah, think, he's like 28, 29. Yeah, he's, been, he's, a, he's a veteran. He's, uh, he's good, don't get me wrong, but I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be that off-the-bench guy that Phoenix needs. Yeah. I, I think that'd just be a really fun team to watch. They're going to be uh, pretty offensive with Devin Booker. They're going to have DeAndre Ayton still, Kelly yeah. Oubre. I, yeah. I think that'd be a pretty good team. The Suns have everything talent wise to be a playoff they, contending team. They do. I don't. I don't get it with them. Well, Aiden was out for twenty five games. Yeah. And Booker was hurt. Ricky Rubio has been on and off hurt. I mean, they they they've had things that have occurred throughout the season that it's there's a reason why. But also, like they just need. Yeah, I think they might need better coaching too. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I think they need someone that is a veteran coach. And will be able to bring the best out of them. But as far as like stat wise, like Aiden, uh, Booker, and Ruby, all three have been doing mm-hmm. pretty pretty good. They especially just recently, yeah, it just hasn't translated to wins. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I just want the Suns to be somewhat decent again. I don't want to see Devin Booker leave. I've seen that the Lakers have trying to get him, but saw that on first take the other day, and I was like, "There's no way this is real." Oh man, that would be ridiculous. Oh man, that would be insane. You know that if that happened, I don't know who they'd give up. But they said Kuzma and picks. Uh, the Lakers have a first or a couple first round picks. Um, that wouldn't even be fair. That would be another. Uh, what do you call it? It'd be a big three. Yeah, easily. Like that would for sure be another big three. Yeah. Which I'm tired of big threes. <laughs> I like I like the dynamic the duos. duos yep. It's it's much more fair. I feel like. Yeah. And if you look at the NBA season, like. Like it's it's been the most competitive it's been in years because really there's no has. like ultra you know Kevin Durant infiltrated Warriors mm-hmm. and then the Cleveland Cavaliers with the big three and then the Miami Heat before that like yeah so many big threes like I'm glad it's been dynamic too so I hopefully that doesn't happen for the sake of just fairness yeah because Lakers are already good as it is they're already first in the West so and then I'll well, let you go ahead and. Say your last one, and then we'll go on to who we think are going to be the starters and the reserves for the All-Star team this year. So, the next one I wanted to mention, which I found this kind of interesting, because the Spurs were a part of the list of teams that this certain player was none other than Kyle Lowry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I find that interesting because we already have a former Toronto Raptor, Jamar DeRozan, <laughs> and so it's like at least like the Spurs want to just turn into the 2016 Toronto Raptors. Just an older version. Uh, we have uh, Poetel also. Uh, you know, he was a he was a Toronto Raptor as well. So like, yeah, might as well just get the whole Toronto Raptor squad. I guess. Uh, like I said earlier, the Spurs have a lot of guards. We have Derek White. We have Patty Mills. We have Dejounte Murray. Tamar DeRozan is playing the small forward position. He's really a shooting guard. We have Brent Forbes. You know, we are very small uh, compared to previous years. And it seems like the, the only thing that we're going after is, like, other guards, which I don't get. I think we need to get another forward or another 
power forward or like center or so, something to because we, we have talent at that position already that can be built and there's a few guys I think we need to get rid of but um, that was something that I saw that I seen it seemed kind of interesting and mind you I would like to have Kyle Lowry though I think Kyle Lowry would be the best point guard on our team would you give up DeJounte see that's the issue is <laughs> Lowry is older mm-hmm. he is better right now though I would say he is for sure better right now DeJounte, though, has potential. DeJounte, for sure, is a better defender. Mm-hmm. DeJounte is more raw and can be... The only thing is, is that, like, are we trying to win now or build for the future? You know, yeah. I, I guess if I, in that certain circumstance, I think I'd rather just keep DeJounte. I don't, I don't see that deal happening in y'all keeping DeJounte. Um, yeah, we probably would have to give him up. Yeah, if anything, I feel like y'all guys would throw in LaMarcus in there. It'd probably be DeJounte, LaMarcus, and maybe Rudy Gay or someone who else has a bigger contract for... Rudy Gay's a former Toronto Raptor as well. That's true. So that would mean that we would have Rudy Gay, if we kept DeRozan, be DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, and Jacob Poetel. And uh, Damari Carroll. Do we? Yeah. Five former (laughs) Toronto Raptors. All right, only need seven more. Just get Dwayne Casey next. Once Pop retires, get Dwayne Casey. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all guys will be the Western Conference version of the Raptors. And then LeBron's in the uh, the West now. Exactly. So he can sweep us just like he did the Toronto Raptors for <laughs> four years straight. Yeah. So that was my third pick. I had some other ones too. I'll just say them real quick just to kind of just throw them out there. Uh, Andre Drummond has been in talks with Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Drummond also heard in talks with uh, the other teams such as the Knicks but then I saw something recently also said the Knicks that weren't interested or something like that so it, it's yeah I don't know what they're doing I would not want to go to the Knicks I wouldn't either I would not either I mean Kevin Love also has been on the trading block all season I should I didn't even think about him that is someone who I, I for sure want to see move this season um, I think I, he could be a, a huge help yeah, for any team. team it's, I, like, it's just he has such a big contract that it's hard to find the salary or the team, the contending team that has that salary that could trade away Yeah. to uh, get Kevin Love. But it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see how this uh, trade deadline in goes. Terms of, in terms of, like, as a Spurs fan, so in terms of improving our structure on offense, I would rather have Kevin Love than LaMarcus Aldridge. But Cleveland wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No. But I would because I'm not – the fan of just shooting big men, but it's just the way it is now. Mm-hmm. And so Kevin Love is a pretty darn good three-point shooter. Yeah, He's also a pretty darn good rebounder. Not the best defender, but LaMarcus Aldridge is not that great a defense either. Yeah, uh, But he would spread the, the floor, and then DeMar DeRozan could actually be the most beneficial he possibly could because he's a mid-range guy. Yeah, So we can have him in the mid-range. We can have a five out there like Jacob... Uh, uh, Poetel and then Love with uh, you know uh, DeJounte and Lonnie Walker or something like that. I don't know. There, there could be a lot of possibilities, but uh, Kevin Love was someone else that I saw, and he's been on train block for a while. Was there any other ones that you just want to throw out there that you kind of – Again, I had uh, – The Booker to LA. I had Booker to LA, and then I had um, D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota. Oh, that was right. That yeah. one, if that works, then, yeah, I think I have the best chance of uh, winning our playoff bet as in which teams are going to make the playoffs because I do think the Timberwolves will easily get into the playoffs as they add someone like D'Angelo Russell. Who would they give up, though? Covington. I saw that they were trying to give up because he has a pretty big contract. So they're going to give up Covington, Gorgie Dang, and um, I think Culver. 
their their mm. lottery pick because uh of course the Warriors aren't gonna do that for nothing. So they do get that that three and D player in Covington who they could use once Clay and Steph get back, and yeah. then they're also gonna have somewhat of a future piece in Culver who um could be I don't know from what I've seen from him, he does he looks too raw to tell, but we'll see how hey, it goes. As far as pieces that fit, I think Covington. Could fit on Golden State perfectly. He he's that he type. He could fit perfectly. anywhere. He could fit anywhere. He really could, and he's the type of player that you know gets I think overshadowed I think by stars. Uh-huh. His sort of style of playing. Um, I, I saw all throughout the years with the Spurs, Bruce Bowen. He was that three and D guy, and yeah. I saw how important it was to have that because that dude is able to guard all the hard defensive assignments. Yeah. And then you know he's going to knock down an open three. Exactly. What more can he get? He's going to rebound. And Covington's a really good rebounder for his size, too. And he's versatile in terms of who he can guard. Mm-hmm. I think if Golden State got him, you'd have Green, Covington, Steph Curry. Great defensive um, team. What, uh, uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. And then... They keep... Uh, and they got Orgy Dang would be a solid center, too. Yeah. He, whenever Towns was out... His numbers look he, he was putting up serviceable center numbers. Yeah, he was. so if he's and they they sell Willie Colley Stein and Golden State too, I think they'd have a solid, solid team. Yeah. And if that happened and everyone was healthy, they might be my pick next year to win it. Uh, let's calm down there. I yeah. don't know about that. Oh yeah. But. See people people are good for people have a very short window of remembering how things were. And Golden State made it to the finals. Mind you, I'm definitely not a Golden State fan. I'm a Spurs fan. I don't root for Golden State, but I have to say what the truth is, and that is that Golden State is very injured right now. It's very obvious. Yeah. They have a bunch of third stringers that are playing. Yeah. And all that's doing is is giving those guys trade value. Oh, yeah. And so they're going to be able to make some trades. Hopefully they don't pull a freaking you, – you get Giannis. I heard some talks of like – Giannis might try to go to Golden State after this. If that happened, I will not watch the NBA at all next season. I've also seen Giannis to the Mavericks, but again, it's just it's just that everyone wants Giannis. Mark my words, this podcast will end, and my me watching basketball will stop if Giannis goes to Golden State. <laughs> that is not fair, and I hope it does not happen. And that would be atrocious if it happened. Giannis, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Should not happen. It's not going to. I don't think it will. They also said that about Kevin Durant. And they, they did. All right. You got a point there. Anyway. What's all right. Next? <laughs> um, <laughs> other than Giannis going to the Warriors, we will go ahead and talk about our starters for both the East and the West. Um, yes, yes. Are we going to – how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it based off just center? Like, so I think we should actually do position because the way the All-Star is now, it's changed. It's they have front, front court, court players, backcourt. Yeah. Backcourt. I think we should do old school way. Let's do it actual position because I think that way it's a little bit easier to, to to say like, okay, who do we think is the best point guard in the West? Yeah. Who do we think is the best shooting guard, and so on and so forth. So, I agree. That's that's how I laid out mine. So I'm and also we're on the same let's page. actually look at these players for their actual position and not what they sometimes play because everyone you know PJ Tucker plays center for instance. Yeah. Houston sometimes he's not a center. He's not a center. Okay. Right. Then we're He's barely have, power forward. We're so. going to have a debate here later today. I guarantee you're going to have a problem with one of my picks and where I have them at. But, uh, okay. <laughs> but let's go ahead and start. Um, for the East, I have the starting center. We'll do center to point guard. That sound fair? Yes. All right. For the East, I have Joel Embiid starting. Okay. Best center in the East. Pretty much no question. Um, looking at his stats coming up. 
he is averaging a 23 points and 12 rebounds a game. 12 rebounds a game. How many blocks? 1.4. 1.4, okay. Yeah, 1.4 blocks per game. That's Joel Embiid. He's going to beast. Uh, it's just a matter of staying healthy for him. If he stays healthy, then there, there's no question that he's going to be the starting center for the East. Yeah. Um, do you disagree? Do you have someone else that you're going to put in mind? The I don't disagree. I think he is the starting center mm-hmm. because it's almost like default, I yeah. guess. He, I, I, because I think talent-wise, he is the best center. Yeah. I think he is. When he sets his mind to it and plays 100%, he's the best center in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, injuries come to fat, you know, that factors in, of course. He's been injured. So, of course, there's other centers out there like Andre Drummond. If you look at his numbers, he's in like 18 and 15. Yeah. Something two blocks or something. Like that, yeah. But Detroit is not a good team. Yeah. And so you have to kind of think about that, too. But as far as stats, like, he's right there with them. And then I would say also uh, the person that you said last week. Six man of the year, bam. Bam. Starting? Starting? I, I, no, I don't think he's starting. Oh, all right. I, I'm, all right. Saying, like, I'm listing off like another center. Like he, he is someone that he's averaging like 16 points, 10 rebounds, almost two blocks. All right. I agree with that. And, that it's you know, pretty fair to say. And like five assists. He's, yeah. He's been, like, I don't realize how good of a passer he is. No, yeah. He's a great passer. He had a, he, two back to back triple doubles, I believe. In yeah. Blocks. Re- or, but I agree. Joel B. I agree. Yeah. Um, power forward, Giannis. Yes. Yeah. I agree. We don't hands have to down. go. Yeah, hands down. No, we don't no, really no, have no. to go further in that. This is where it gets interesting. Interesting. I have a, the starting small forward for the East is going to be Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think you did, but let, let's hear who you have. I, I think I know who you're going to say. Jimmy Butler. Jim, yeah, I knew it. Jimmy Butler. Um, I just think Tatum brings too much to the table that – he needs to be recognized for that. Um, he is having a great season. I'm looking at his stats right now. He is averaging 21.5 points per game, um, five assists, and no, no, I'm sorry, six, six rebounds and about three assists a game, which isn't bad. Um, that's it's actually no, that, that's really good. good. It's a little bit better than Jimmy Butler, but again, Jimmy Butler brings more to the table. I I, I guarantee you're gonna hit me with that. He's well, more valuable to his I'm team. Not, I'm actually I don't have too much of an issue with that mm-hmm. with that choice because Jason Tatum, I mean, he has been the I think arguably the most important player in yes. Boston. Yes. They they have a very versatile team because mm-hmm. they get their points from Kimba, who's averaging over twenty. Yeah. They get their points from Jason Tatum, who's averaging over 20. Yeah. Jalen Brown, who's averaging over 20. You know, they have, they have three guys averaging over 20 points mm-hmm. each. Which one is the most important? You have to kind of, like, really, like, look at the intangibles. Yeah. I think Jason Tatum's the best defender out of the three. And I think Jason Tatum is, I don't know. I just think he's the, he, he's the most important piece, I think. Yeah. So, in, in that, I don't have too much of a disagreement, but I would lean toward more Butler. It was hard to choose between Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum just because they are pretty similar in what they bring to their team and scoring-wise. Stats-wise, it's probably... Uh, yeah, it's Jason Tatum's probably averaging a little bit more. I think Butler's averaging 18 or 19. Uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely, I think, close yeah. in that position. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler averaging 20, 21 for Tatum. So, again, stats not that far off. Either way, um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing either of them start. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So I would say I would say Butler, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna argue too much with that because. I think Jason Taylor would be my backup. So this is where it gets hard. Um, there's really, especially since they're doing it by position, there's really no uh, two guard who solidifies himself as the best in the East. Yeah. But I am gonna go with Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill, from what he's been on the court, I know he's had a couple of injuries. He's having a really good season. He's averaging about twenty seven points per game right now. Um, he is that lone scorer on the Wizards, I guess. But again, it's the Wizards, so that's why. I'm kind of st- skeptical about putting him here starting, but um, I do think Bradley Bill has a good case for starting in the East. Yeah. So I would say I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that Bradley Bill, especially statistically wise, it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, oh, getting a phone call. Sorry about that. Bradley Beal, statistically. Is the best option. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Zach Levine is someone that has, in my eyes, uh, been playing so well that he has to also get a mention in there. Yeah. But the Bulls are not a playoff team. Yeah. But th- then again, the Washington neither Wizards are, the Wizards. Yeah, so. are, are neither a playoff team. And I think the uh, Bulls actually have a better record. Uh, yes, yes, you would be correct. The Wizards are towards the bottom of the East. So that is the only, and then also he's been out for a little while, right, Bill? Yeah, Bill has been injured. Um, yeah, Levine kind of. Uh, I, no, yeah. I can see how Levine could possibly be that starting shooting guard. I can too. Um, I'm not. I'm not hating on that pick. I like both of those players, so we'll see. Uh, point guard. This one's interesting. I have Trey Young. Another trash team. Yeah, but he's you you even though he's playing on a trash team again with Bradley Bill, you can't like dis disagree with his numbers. He's having a great season. He is third in the NBA in scoring right now at twenty nine point two. Um, let's see his assists. His assists are at wow, that's crazy eight point six, and that it's Trey Young. Trey Young is is honestly looking pretty good for the Atlanta Hawks. I know the team itself isn't doing too good, but. Trey Young is having himself a great season, especially a great sophomore season when a lot of people usually talk about that sophomore slump. Both him and Luca prove that that's not a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, I'm not going to argue with you at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's obvious. I will say this, though. Since it is fan vote, I do feel like Kyrie Irving is going to make that starting spot, especially if um, he continues to play the way he has over these last, what, like week since yeah. he's been back? Um, but I'm not too sure on how the NBA wants to do that, considering he has been out for more than half the season thus far. So we'll have to see how that goes. But as of right now, I do think Trey Young is the starting point guard for the East team. Okay. What are your thoughts on Kimba Walker? And that one, I that one was up there. Um, Kimba again, his team's way Boston is way better than Atlanta, and I wouldn't be mad if. He is the starting point guard, but I just don't see it realistically happening because of how Trey Young's season is, how great his scoring season is. That's all the All-Star game is. The fans like to see these 50-foot three-pointers and these flashy dunks, and Kemba does have the handles, but I think Trey Young has is just more of that All-Star game type of player, so I think he'll get that nod over Kemba. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think Piscot Siakam is a power forward or small forward? Power forward. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna change something. 
because he's kind of a he's kind of a tweener. Oh yeah, know? easily. He, he, he you can make plays, a case for both. He's kind of a both, like a small forward, power forward. Um, I have seen him more at small for, or at power forward this season. Sorry. Yeah, I know he he plays definitely more power forward. Uh, anyway, uh, as far as point guard, I think I'm gonna have to lean toward Kimba. And the and reason why is that the team success, and I think Jason Tatum is the most important player on Boston, but I think Kimba is the current best offensive player. Yeah. Uh, and he also runs the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see how many assists Mr. Walker is averaging. He is averaging so five. Five assists. Not that great for a point guard. It's, a bit, it's just kind of average. He, he yeah, um, he's never been a really good playmaker. So he's more been like an offensive. Yeah, uh, he's minded. been a scorer. He's been that clutch guy again. His handles pretty good. Could be argued to be some of the best handles in the league, other than Kyrie. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I would say like Trey Young. I wouldn't be mad. Trey Young gets the point guard spot because his stats are way better. Mm-hmm. He's averaging way more points, more assists. But his team, it's it's real easy for a guy who's talented to be on not so good of a team to put up good stats. Yeah, I've seen it happen throughout the years. Where there's these guys that are talented, but like they're on a bad team, and they have these crazy stats. And so there has to be like a point to where it's like, what matters more? Yeah, really stats or guys who get pretty good stats, but they're also on the second. They're like the second in the East. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I feel like. They're missing a lot of pieces for them to really be as good as they could be. Like, they need another, I think, a big man. Uh, yeah, and that I, would put them, you know, up there with the, the best of the teams. So, I would say Kemba, if you, if, you know, if you had to, like, make me choose. But either one. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, are we going to go, do you want to go with our West starters or do you want to go in and say our reserves? Let's throw our reserves. Our Let's reserves? Kill the, kill the East, yeah. All right. So how many reserves are you doing? You want to do four or five? No, five. Just one for... Let's just do backups for each position. Backups for each position? Yeah, because right. I, think, I think the All-Star game is a total of 12. Yeah. On each side, but... Those last just, two are always like, let's just questionable. Do the, so. What would be the backup for your starters? So backup center, I have Drummond. Um, again, yeah. we, we said it. It was really... Really not too hard to find Drummond. He's putting up a great season scoring-wise. And then again, he's just that monster on the glass. Yep. Uh, Drummond is going to be... I, I believe that he's a lock-in for the All-Star already. Um, yeah, he should be. He should be, yes. He's in the league of rebounds once again. Yeah, so Drummond, I think, would be that easy backup center. I agree. Agree? Yeah. Um, power forward, Siakam. We, I agree. We, we talked about Siakam, <laughs> uh, how he's more of a power forward. So I think, again, that's that's pretty much a lock, considering he could stay... Um, if he could stay healthy, sorry. Um, small forward is where I have uh, Jimmy Butler mm, as my yeah. backup. Yeah. So and that, and that is where I would have uh, Jason Tatum, Mr. Tatum. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of flip flop there. Yeah. Um, shooting guard, I have Levine. So. Yeah, that's where I'd have him. Too. <laughs> so yeah, um, not not too hard on these. But point guard is where it gets interesting. I do have Kemba Walker missing it for Mr. Ben Simmons. Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh man. Oh man! Oh man! Again, you said that. Again, yeah, real, real All Star games have uh, twelve people, but on my list, I will do it with ten, and I think Ben Simmons is that backup point guard. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben Simmons. I forgot about you. Ben Simmons is my starting point guard. Oh, he's your starting. Yeah, point guard. he's my starting point guard. Oh wow, man! I, I, 
I, you know, he's he, he's such physically not a point guard. He's yeah. so large. I forget he's a point guard. Yeah. So even though I think I know he's a point guard, when I look at him, he's just not a small guy. So it's mm-hmm. like, he is my starting point guard. Yeah. And I would have Kimmel Walker as my backup. Both of those teams are better than Trey Young. They're, 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 they're better than the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has been balling recently. He has. Let's let's look at some Ben Simmons stats right now because he started off the season super underwhelming. People were criticizing him, and before you know it, like as of recent, um, he's just been killing it recently. Yeah, and then he he's also been that facilitator that Philly needs. Ben Simmons well. is averaging sixteen points. He is averaging eight rebounds, and he's averaging eight and a half assists. 2.2 steals and almost a block on um, 57.6% from the field. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. He does not shoot threes. It's all like near the basket. Regardless, though, 57.6 from the field. If you look at all these other guards, LeBron James, 49. Ricky Rubio, 41. Luka Doncic, 46. Trey Young, 44. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, 40. Yeah. Devontae Graham, 37. <laughs> 37%. But Ben Simmons, 57.6. Yeah. So. That, to me, I don't care that he can't shoot a three. I don't care that he's criticized for not attempting threes. Mm-hmm. The dude does everything else so well that – and his defense, man, I'm telling you. Like, his defense recently has been so great yeah. that I, 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 every time I see him play, I really, really look at him. I'm just like, yeah, that's the defensive player of the year right there. Ten bucks in my pocket from Javi. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, well, we'll see. We will see. But yes, he is. He's gonna be my starter. He is my starter, and I will say that either uh, Kemba or Trey. I'm, I'm gonna say Kemba. I have to give credit to where the, their record is. So, damn, yeah, Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't hate that. I think Ben Simmons is gonna make it for sure as well. So. Oh, this is where it becomes a little bit harder and a little bit more interesting. The West. Now go to the West. I'll start it off. Go ahead. It has to be. If you disagree with this, I already know. I feel like I, I feel like I know you so well. Uh-huh. I, I know you're not gonna pick this guy, and you're gonna pick the one guy I know you're gonna pick. At center, I got Jokic. You're gonna pick Towns. Yes, you are correct. Oh my god. Yes. How can the Timberwolves, they're like 12th in the West, and the Denver Nuggets are second? Jokic is the best player. I agree. So how is Towns ahead of him? Towns, in my personal opinion, is a better player than Nikola Jokic. For the reasons as in Towns, they're both great offensively. Towns is a little, no, he's actually a lot better defender than Jokic. more. He shoots more, yes, but... Let's look at their field goal percentage. I'm real curious of that. That's what I'm curious about. All right, field goal percentage from Towns looks like it's right around 50%. Yeah. And then his three-point percentage is what? His three-point percentage is 40. Wow, look at that. He's shooting... Dang, that's pretty good. He's shooting 50%. (laughs) He's shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three for a center. That is un- that's unbelievable. But he's only played 26 games. Yes, that is yeah. That is where I had a little asterisk next to his name when I was uh, debating whether I should have him start or not. Where's Jokic? How many points is he averaging? 20, 26. He's averaging 26, 11, and 4 assists. Let's see, where is Mr. Jokic? His number's looking pretty good. Yes, yes, it is. 
Uh, Nikola Jokic right here. He is averaging 19 points per game, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. So pretty 6. similar. 6.8 assists. Let's round it up. Or no, 6.3. 6. 3. Yeah. So let, let's, let's uh, round it down. Um, so again, not let's too bad. Go, go He's shooting 51% from the field and 32% from three. 32.9. So round it up. up 33. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Towns. Okay. But here's going back to what I said, though. Like, mm-hmm. Hear me out. On a bad team and a guy who's skilled, their stats are going to be inflated. Let me ask you this. If you, if you think Towns – how do you think Towns would be doing if he was on Denver? So Denver is a better squad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he would have the same amount of stats as he's averaging now or would it be down or up? Um, this is where you're going to call me crazy. I think it would be the same if not a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't agree. See, but that's the thing. He has more of a team around him. He has more – because – all his entire career, Carl Anthony Towns has never had a playmaker. I'm not saying that the yeah, Nuggets... Yeah, Rubio for a few seasons. What are you talking about? He had him for, like, what? Maybe one or two seasons? Yeah, that's at least two. Yeah, but... Yeah. He was on the Timberwolves still. He really had no help in a playmaker. I'm not saying Jamal Murray's that playmaker, but he does have that better team around him. He has those people who could score with him. You have to admit, uh, his whole career, he's only had Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler for about two or three seasons to score. He's had the offensive scoring load basically his whole ever since he got there in Minnesota. So I think having more of an option, his assist would go up, and I think so would his field goal percentage. If he's already shooting 50% now on the Timberwolves, it's going to be near 60% on the Nuggets. Well, I don't know about that. 60% is like Shaquille O'Neal territory, and I think Conley Town just shoots too many jumpers for that to ever be. But yeah, it's possible to get 52% mm-hmm. maybe. But, uh, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Conley Towns, I, it's, I don't like... I actually think he is a very talented person. Yeah. I think what makes me mad about him is that he relies so much on his shooting, which he is such a good shooter. Yeah. But he does it so much to where it, it he you should never as a shooter, especially as a big man, you should rely on if you're open, take the shot. Yeah. That's what I always say with the big man. If you're a guard, you can you can do heat checks. Yeah. Unless you're Dirk Nowitzki though, <laughs> as a big guy, I feel like unless you are open Let's try for a different shot. Yeah. I, I want to see him, even though they say the mid-range is, you know, a analytically, it's not the best option because you need to get either a layup or a three-pointer. Eh, throw it out the window. Mid-range has won championships. Kawhi Leonard, mid-range, won a championship. Yeah. Kevin Durant, mid-range, won a championship. Michael Jordan, mid-range, won a championship. Kobe Bryant, mid-range, won a championship. I can go on and on and on about mid-range. Tim Duncan, mid-range, low-post championship. It is Dirk Nowitzki, mid-range. He shoot, can shoot threes, but it wasn't until the end of his season that he started jacking up a lot more threes because his knees weren't working. So all I could yeah. do was be a, step, a stand-up shooter. But he was a mid-range king. Yeah. He could get that ball in that mid-range and, like, do his, like, on the block. you know, like, his hair's all flying around <laughs> and stuff. Like, yeah, dude, like, mid-range is a very underappreciated thing nowadays. And I think that I would love to see him more in that range compared to just jacking up eight threes a game. But I'm going to say Jokic. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let our listeners decide. We'll see if anyone over here has any comments. or Maybe we're both wrong. Maybe they could think of someone else that we're not. Maybe we're just – we just don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we just don't agree at all. Um, power forward, I feel like we're going to have the same one here. It's Anthony, Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah, no question. We don't even need to get into that. Uh, small forward, no question. LeBron? Well, okay. Yeah, okay, so – I was about to say, like, he's been playing point guard, but we're saying, like, actual yeah, positions. Yeah. Yes. Well, 
mean, Kawhi. Ka- oh, don't worry. Kawhi's on the list. He's just not starting. And I think load management has something to do with that. Uh, as of right now, since the Lakers are first in the West, I would have to put for the All-Star team, LeBron. But I'm like I'm hesitating because I think Kawhi deserves it if he just played more mm-hmm. and they had like what are they ranked right now third or fourth the Clippers yeah they are ranked fourth they're right above See, the Mavericks it's, yeah I, I, okay yeah I'll say LeBron yeah because they're they're first I have to I have to give full credits due the Lakers are first right now so AD and LeBron go ahead um, shooting guard Harden yeah yeah no quit. This is where I know you're going to have a problem with the positioning, but it's going to be Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is arguably the starting point guard for the Mavericks. He's, what, second in the league in assists. I know he's averaging nine assists per game. I'm not too sure if that's second or third. Um, he is third. He is averaging nine assists on nine rebounds and do, 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 where are points? He is averaging, where is it? 28.9 points per yeah, game. Yeah, his stats are through the roof. Yes, he is a all-star this year for sure. Lock it in. He is a starting point guard for the all-star team this year. Lock it in. And Fambo. We have to remember Fambo takes a few. I'm not too sure on what he's at right now, but he was second in the West behind LeBron. Um, so I think he is going to get that starting. He's going to get that nod for sure. I agree that he needs to be starting. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if I agree with him at the point guard position. And I'm not saying he doesn't play point guard offensively. The way I uh, judge a player in terms of, like, what position they are is who they guard. Mm-hmm. That's who I decide, like, what position you truly are. Because in my eyes, there's a lot of players now that, like, you don't even know what position they play. But let's, let's look at who they guard. Look at Doncic. Who do you think he guards? Like, let's, if you had to think about, like, players he plays against. Like, oh, when I was watching the Blazers game, he was pl- guarding Kent Bazemore. Just because they don't want to put him on Lillard. They well, don't Kent Bazemore's a small forward. Yeah. And look at Doncic is... Size wise, a small forward. Yeah, he's six seven, and he plays offensively. It's sort of like James Harden. Like James Harden plays offensively, mm-hmm. uh, point guard. But who's he guard? He guards exactly. the shooting guards. He guards the small forward. Like he's more of that sort of style, size wise. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm gonna put him starting too. I just have a hard time. Like the, I, I had him and Harden interchangeable because they again, you said they're pretty similar on how they play. Uh, you can make a case that one's a shooting guard, one's a small forward. Um, both of them are in that in between range, so I think one of I think and both LeBron of them. The seasons of yeah. quote unquote point guards, so all three of them offensively are playing point guard. But look who they guard though. LeBron guards uh, the small forwards. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Luca usually guards the small forwards. James usually guards the off guard. Yeah, or, exactly. James usually he put James on on the one guy on the court that doesn't yeah. move around too much because they just don't want him uh, hurting himself. too much injury and or, or is is too much uh, energy and. Uh, Carrying the offensive load. So I'm glad that our starters are about the same, other than Cat. Yeah. Um, the reserves. Jokic, the reserves. We're, I'm gonna start it off right there at the center. I think it's Jokic who's gonna make the reserves. So. So see, it's pretty flip flop. Um, I feel like you're gonna think this is the bias in me, but I do think Kristaps Porzingis is gonna make the backup power forward. The reason why I say Kristaps Porzingis is because if you think about it, I know that we're going based off position. Uh, there's really no power forwards in the West. There's really no power forwards that you could make um, that argument for. Yeah. Kristaps, I believe, is averaging... Go down, I think. Yeah, he's right here. He's averaging 40%. Oh, that's pretty bad. But he is averaging... <laughs> he's averaging 17 points per game on nine rebounds with 2.1 blocks. 
See, the, uh, the nine rebounds is okay. Two blocks is really good. The 40% is atrocious. Hey, hey, he hasn't played basketball in 18 months. Keep that in mind, Travis. This is his first season back. Yeah, I know. Um, what's crazy is, is that I feel like I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to throw in a curveball and say Montrez Harrell. Hmm. Montrez Harrell plays center, yeah. but as actual he, he, position, he's, he's a really, powerful. He's really yeah. a powerful. He's undersized, and he's also had an incredible season. He's averaging, where is he at? Where's Montrez at? He's averaging. Oh, here we go. Fifty-seven point eight from the field on nineteen it's, points. On nineteen point three points, seven point one rebounds. Uh, rebounds, and he's averaging about one point one block. One point one blocks. And that's all in about how many minutes? Oh, he uh, plays minutes. Yeah, about uh, 30-some-odd minutes, 28.7. Yeah. So, I he mean, gets PT. He and the Clippers uh, have utilized him heavily this season. I mean, they obviously have Kawhi, they have Paul George. Paul George has been hurt, though. Um, Montrez has been that second scorer along with Lou Williams. Yeah. Like, they're averaging about the same amount of points almost. So I think so, too. I think Montrez is going to get my power forward spot. Yeah, that was just a little bit hard for me um, to pick on who I wanted to go there. I think Montrez is a pretty fair option, pretty good option. But, but I, so is Kristaps. Yeah. Mean, so we'll, we'll have to see how the league wants right, to go about that. There's not a lot of power forwards in the there, West. There's really not. Um, Small forward, Kawhi. Kawhi. Lock it in, yeah. Uh, this is where I I think it's a, not a curveball, but I'm going to make my case for him. It's going to be Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is going to be that second um, backup shooting guard. I think he has a better case over Paul George. If I don't know what Paul George plays, honestly. So Paul, um, jo- Paul George this season, you know, the Clippers, we don't, we don't have too much time left, but just real quick. The Clippers, I think, definitely do need to make some changes because I've been noticing that they, 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 their positions, they need to have some more defined positions because I feel like Paul yeah. George can play that two spot. Mm-hmm. I think Kawhi should play the three spot. I think they should have, like, Montrez and, like, another, like, Either other power forward or other like big guy, maybe like not when the clock is in the middle, but maybe a spread spread out like yeah. maybe Kevin Love. Yeah. You know, if the Clippers picked up Kevin Love and they had Montrez and Kevin Love and then Kawhi the three and what's his name uh, Paul George the two, that'd be that, that'd cool. be a really good team. Uh, yeah. Well, better than what they are now. Yeah, they're already pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I agree though, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, perfect. Um, and I think the point guard, I think it's a lock. I'm not too sure on how you want to think about this, but I think it's going to be Damian Lillard. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Damian Lillard, go ahead and lock it in. Uh, the snubs on who I thought was going to be pretty hard to leave out, I think it's going to be pretty hard to leave out. Um, well, we didn't talk about Kyrie, so that's... He's been out, though. He has been out. So you can't, like... All right, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's been out so long with that shoulder in, in, injury, which was very, like, strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one really knew too much what was going on with that. I think Chris Paul is a snub. Yes. Chris Paul has been yes. having a great game. I was going to say Chris yeah. Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul. Um, who else? Rudy Gobert. Yep. Rudy he's always, Gobert. He's always a snub. He is. Um, I'm trying to think. Anyone else? There's really not too many that I could think off the top of my head. You know what? Huh. Gobert over Towns. Oh, no. Saying it right now. Nope. All right. I think that's a good place to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> After a remark like that. Yeah, All right. We can end it now, I guess. All right, well, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Teardrop Podcast. Again, we are going to have our episodes here every Tuesday. Um, You could catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, We also have an Instagram now. If you want to go ahead and follow us at 
official teardrop podcast or just look up teardrop podcast on instagram it should come up um that is all thank you for listening today i'm javi i'm travis and real quick before we leave next week most likely we're going to have a uh, interesting guest on our podcast that is true and if not next and if if not next week the week after so So stay tuned tuned for that thank you all for listening we i appreciate you and uh have a good rest of your week till next week